You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You are listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No, there is another. Chewie, we're home. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors surrounding Star Wars Episode Nine, The Mandalorian, The Clone Wars, and all the other awesome projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-hosts, Tim and Paul, with me. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, Kyle? Good to be back from our mission on Mustafar. We survived, and uh, now <laughs> we're back to recording an episode. But it was fun to get a chance to do Star Wars Secrets of the Empire with you two weeks ago. I've done it with Paul first, which was awesome. I got to do it with a friend, Michael Cohen, and now I got to do it with you, Kyle. So next time we do it, it's got to be with all of us together. So, <laughs> so that's going to be amazing if we ever get the chance. Yes. It was fun to get to do it with you this time, too. Yeah, but by the blast. way. You didn't have the the overweight guy at the time who was passed out at the very end. <laughs> I, like, uh, I know that's another reason I want to do it again with you, Paul, because I know you're going to enjoy it much more. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Time. Now that I've lost some weight, I can actually probably enjoy the, the actual game. Because last time, I don't know if I've ta- talked about this on the podcast, but I I think I almost passed out. I was so tired and hot from that whole experience. I was like, Ugh. I don't think I ate very much that day either. I think that had something to do with it, but. Yeah, I was mega jealous, mega jealous that you guys were doing that. So, and I know with the uh, Star Wars land opening here soon, it's I'm pretty much going to be like crying in my phone when I see you guys going out. Oh, I'm bad to right now, guys. I'm like, <laughs> Just chilling out the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm really gonna hate you guys. Yeah, with all months. these other like five million people and it's crowded <laughs> in here and you can't move. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the thing I'm kind of hoping to figure out I'm, I'm i'm trying to convince my wife to maybe take a trip down to california soon and i have a, I have a lot of vacations planned let's say that and so i'm hoping i'm hoping she lets me have them so anyway kyle it's all back to you oh yeah well as tim was saying yeah we got to uh do that secrets of the empire thing down there in downtown disney a couple weeks ago that was a blast um and I mean, I guess yes, it's not really. Kyle still beat me in the score. Yeah, see, I, I was gonna point <laughs> that out and say, like, Honestly, I wasn't gonna brag about it, but Tim was the one that went and put it on Twitter and told everybody that I'm the better <laughs> shot. So, um, but not by much. I think I only got like I, I shot two more stormtroopers than you did, or something like that, um, and had like one. Like I had one percent <laughs> better accuracy. Um, 
but yeah, that was like, a blast. And it would be awesome to get our whole squad down there sometime and be able to uh, play that again. Um, and definitely check out Galaxy's Edge when that opens. But uh, anyway, um, back to the Star Wars news, which there is not a whole lot of this week. Um, I wanted to go ahead and uh, record an episode anyway, just because it's you know been a while since we put one out for you guys. And we were eagerly anticipating the announcement of the title of Episode 9 for the past couple weeks. Um, because we had just kind of been speculating based on... Uh, history, you know, for episode seven, I mean, we got that announcement on Thanksgiving. Um, and then last year, uh, the title of, or wait, no, I guess not last year, uh, 2017 or whatever. Um, but when the, la- the title of The Last Jedi was announced, that was in January of that year. And so we were thinking, well, we're getting close to the end of January. It must be time for the episode nine title, right? And so far, nothing. Um, we're recording this on a Friday night with our luck. They'll probably announce the title on Monday after we put this episode out, but, um, <laughs> what in shock, man. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a little quiet lately. So, um, we do have some other stories and stuff to talk about. Um, but I don't know how, what are you guys thinking about the, the episode nine situation? Um, I mean, obviously we were kind of thinking we might get something by, by this point, but, um, I don't know. Do you think they're going to wait till celebration? Do you think they're waiting, you know, just a little bit longer? Like what's kind of your thoughts on uh, when we might get some news here? If I, if I may interject for a moment, I would like to say that I I have this feeling that it's, I I don't know. I I just feel that we're not going to get the title until the teaser. And here's my question to you two. My opinion is that that might be for the best and, and really kind of, you know, hit us all at the very end. Like I can only imagine what would happen if they're able to keep it secret to the last second, literally. And we sit down or I sit down when you guys are at home watching on the computer. Um, that was, that was my celebration dig. Um, so, uh, no, Ouch. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably, I'll still be sitting down too. too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even know if I'll be able to get in this time. I've been lucky the last two times, but, but no, the fact that what you sit down and you're watching the trailer, you see all these scenes, you're like, oh my goodness, oh my crap, oh my god, and then all of a sudden you get hit with the title and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you know, you're just mm-hmm. freaking out at the very end. I, I kind of think that that's what maybe JJ will be doing, because it think about the significance, especially if it's like somehow, you know, really uh, was. That's what I'm looking for. Really uh, edging on the fact that it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Like, what if it was like the final, you know, not final crisis, like a DC event series, but something like that, Tim, right? Like final, the final battle or final, Mm. the the final. Something that emphasizes the finality of the saga, like the title. Mm. Or it could be like, you know, the end, the end of a saga, the end of this, you know, and whatever. It's just called the end. (laughs) That would would suck. (laughs) Let's be real. That would really suck. Yeah. Uh, or the end, the end of an era, or something like that. Yeah. I could see it be called like that. I mean, that's. I mean, that's whatever. But yeah, something like that, where we would get, we were given, we have all these things that kind of hint towards like a, a the conclusion of this massive series, of, of or whatever, and then you have this title that like, co- coincides with that. That's gonna. That's almost not a spoiler, but almost like a spoiler, if that makes any sense. Because they've already, we already know that they're 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 promoting it as the end of the Skywalker saga, which again, let's be real, they've promoted it like that before. So it, it does. It's not the be all end all. Nothing is forever. Mm-hmm. I I don't want. I want to make that very clear too, because 
I'm holding out hope for myself. There's still Skywalker still survive. But anyway, but something like that, I kind of feel that's what's going to happen. The title, because I think of the title with, with the last Jedi, it, to me, it was like very, like, um, you could read it so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like it, it's very on the nose, obviously, if you watch the movie. But before the movie came out, you could have inter- you could truly interpret it like, what does that mean? Is it plural? Is it this or that? Whereas I think where I kind of think the episode nine uh, title will be so matter of fact that it's it, it would fit the fact that we would be shocked by hearing it at the very end. If that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. again, I have no idea what it what it's called, obviously. But the fact is. I kind of feel that, that that's maybe what JJ is going to go for because we all know how secretive he is. And I feel like the one thing we, we can, we can uh, we, uh, think about is they did reveal what the force awakens was after filming was done. Right. But what's yeah. interesting is filming was prim- the principal uh, photography was done in November or, or, or finished right around October, November. And then they, they had the teaser right afterwards. Now, if that teaser doesn't get released it, at Thanksgiving, do they reveal the title at that time? Yeah, I don't probably know. Probably not. Yeah, episode exactly. seven was such a special case. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, apply what went down for that for episode well, eight and nine now. Wait, now I'm trying to think. With the Force Awakens, did we get that title with the teaser? Nope. No, it came. Uh, no, it was, it was like beforehand, October. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think finishing up, I'll let you guys talk. I, I didn't mean to talk this long, but I think. If if that like like how you said Tim like if this wasn't or even if they if they was weren't playing that teaser I'm wondering if if he would have held out all the way to celebration mm. so I I kind of think that's what's going to happen I think JJ wants to keep it all secret he wants to hit it at us really fast because you got to think of it this way and again I don't mean to talk so long I apologize. You know they have to promote not just episode nine, but the Mandalorian. There, there's, there's a Star Wars celebration is going to be a lot. I mean, the new Star Wars video game is going to be like trailers going to drop. So what I'm saying is, JJ's got to bring the big guns. He's got to bring everything and shove it in our face the first day because we know that's the thing they're going to lead off with, and it's going to have to be etched in our brains where that's all we're going to be thinking about. Because let's be real, when episode seven trailer or uh, the Force Awakens second, the real trailer came out, we we got Rebels, Darth Vader, you know, we were all excited about that stuff, but we still were not couldn't stop talking about the Force Awakens and everything else. So, and that grand, that was the Force Awakens episode seven, et cetera, et cetera. But I kind of feel like JJ knows, like I have to bring everything to this to like. Just hit us over the head and make us be like, oh my gosh, episode nine, I can't wait for it. I kind of feel that's what they're doing. I think it's strategic. So that's my take. If I get it before him, hey, I have no problem being wrong. I want to know the title as much as everyone. But to be honest, I kind of, if that's the way they're going to do, I kind of like it. Yeah. And I actually thought we would get it this month. I mean, just following along how everything went down for The Last Jedi. But again, with episode nine, it how I said episode seven was kind of a special case because, you know, that was the first star Wars movie where we're getting in 10 years. We're all excited about it. And so they just kind of had to feed the anticipation or the build up to it as early as possible. And episode nine could be a special case in the opposite direction too, where it, as we know, it is the last being billed as the last episode of the Skywalker saga. So that could play into maybe holding off things a little bit to, you know, really get the promotion for it going. And I'm wondering too, if they're, taking a play from marvel's uh, playbook with avengers endgame how they were 
for the most part, successfully able to Great. hold off on revealing the title for that. And I'm wondering if Lucasfilm is going, hey, that worked well for them. You know, for I'm not saying that's the last Avengers movie, but it's kind of like the end of an era for the MCU. And so it was really happy enough to be something special. And they wanted to save the reveal for the title for that. I'm wondering if, you know, everyone at Lucasfilm, JJ, Kathleen Kennedy felt that might be the right approach for episode nine as well. Just have it be revealed when we get that trailer. And if they're able to successfully hold off on the title leaking, because I think Avengers Endgame, it did eventually leak, but there was rumors all out there that you didn't know what was right, but it did come out early on. It was just a matter if you really believe that was the title or not. But if they're able to do that for episode nine and we really first get the reveal of the title after we see that trailer, I think that can make for a really awesome moment, like you were saying, Paul, especially for those who are at Celebration. I mean, it could be almost another we're home moment. There's a, a great final, you know, end game shot or <laughs> to use the end game name there when describing the trailer. But um, there's like a great final shot to end the trailer, like we're home gets everyone just cheering and roaring and then the Star Wars logo comes up and then we get the title and then that'll just have the place erupt <laughs> with applause and cheers and everything. It'll just bring the house down, I think, if they're able to and keep it a secret and then we have that big reveal once we're actually see the trailer. It's going to be pretty cool. So I'm kind of with you where, I mean, if we're not going to get it, well, we didn't get it in January and we're in February now. Celebration is just two months away, a little over two months. I mean, it might just be better off they do hold on to it until celebration. And is it really going to hurt or help it in any way if it gets released in the middle of February or March? I think if it doesn't come out in February, there's no point in revealing it in March. Just save it for the trailer when you're just that yeah. sort of a time gap mm-hmm. in a month away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of thinking it might be kind of cool if, we're, if they just hold off on it a little bit. I think it can make for the fun of the buildup and anticipation for episode nine with it being the last of the Skywalker saga. So um, I wouldn't thought that was a possibility going into this year in 2019, but I think that's looking more likely now. And I wouldn't be opposed to that being the way they decide to go with revealing the title. Well, listening to you guys talk and especially what you were talking about, Paul, I'm kind of split 50, 50 on this now. Um, Cause Paul, you brought up something that I hadn't really thought about. And that was the fact that, like you said, when, uh, they announced the title for The Force Awakens, it was at the conclusion of filming. Um, And episode nine is actually not done filming yet, Um, which is kind of surprising now that I think about it because The Force Awakens finished, you know, in like October or whatever of that year. I went back and Googled to find out when The Last Jedi finished filming, and that was in July of 2016 when the movie came out, you know, in December of 2017. So they were done like a year and a half ahead of time on that one. and episode nine did start a little later than usual. Yeah. Than episode seven and eight. Yeah. So, um, but episode nine is still going in production. It's r- probably pretty close to wrapping up. Um, and actually, this is one thing I was going to bring up too a little bit later. Um, but Anthony Daniels, uh, you know, has been out on social media saying that he's done uh, filming his part as C3PO and, you know, he was being kind of sentimental about how it's. Um, you know, kind of an end of an era for him. I mean, for all we know, this could be the last time he plays the character, um, at least in any of these big main movies. I mean, you know, they could always always do another Rogue One type cameo, um, depending on what else they've got planned. But, um, you know, as as far as this being, uh, you know, sort of the next generation Star Wars trilogy, like he's all done with that. Um, And then I had also read like John Boyega and some people were tweeting at him about that and asking, you know, is he done yet? And, you know, is is it still in filming? And he said he's got, um, 
you know, like a couple weeks or a few weeks left or something like that. Um, so, uh, you know, just taking that into consideration, I'm like, well, I think there's still a very good chance then that we could get the announcement of the title with the announcement of the end of filming. Because they always kind of make not a huge deal about that, but, you know, usually there is some kind of announcement saying um, that, you know, episode nine has now concluded, or yeah, that the movie's concluded filming. Um, and thinking back to The Force Awakens, if I remember right, like they didn't even have a title for it until. Um, I mean, I don't know if they came up with the title after filming, but I seem to remember, like, at least while they were working on the script or, like, when they started filming, um, J.J. at least made some hints that, like, they maybe hadn't quite decided on a title yet. Mm. Um, so, I mean, maybe he's waiting to finish the movie to even decide what he wants to call it. So, um, but I think when when they finish filming, there's a good chance we could get an announcement of the title then. And if it's not then... Which, again, you know, will probably be sometime in February or March. Hopefully February, because, you know, you still got to give ILM time to do their thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if not this month, then, uh, yeah, I think there's also a good chance they could just save it for celebration. I'm just wondering if it's maybe smarter to release the title ahead of time just to start building up a little bit of buzz for it. Um you know, I mean, obviously, people that go to Celebration are going to be super hyped for it regardless because those are, you know, the most hardcore Star Wars fans in the world that are going to travel there and spend all this money to, uh, you know, just geek out about Star Wars for four days and get to be the first to experience all this new stuff. Um, but, you know, just to kind of get the momentum going online a little bit and get people looking forward to that trailer and just, you know, kind of give people a little something to talk about um, heading into that might be a better way to go especially when you consider uh solo and kind of how late in the game they started the marketing campaign for that um but at the same time like you guys were talking about it could be uh just a really cool surprise to be able to keep that under wraps that long and then get the trailer and see all this cool new stuff and get our first look at actual footage from the movie and then get the title revealed for the first time at the end of that um and, I mean, I know they did it with Endgame, but, you know, I mean, that felt like a kind of a bigger reveal, I guess, because people were, I mean, because that movie's coming out sooner, right? Like, that's only coming out in, uh, is that at the end of April that that's coming yeah, out? Yeah, same month, man, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, that and Infinity War were just one year apart, and everybody's looking forward to sort of the the conclusion, if you will, uh, to the events that were set up in Infinity War. And so they're like, okay, what's the next one going to be? What's the next one going to be? And I think there's kind of more built-up anticipation for that movie than there is for Episode Nine, um, just based on the way that, you know, the previous movie ended. Um, and so there were people, you know, chomping at the bit. And so I think it was almost kind of their way of teasing us, but also, like, building up that excitement by holding it back because everybody wanted to know what it is. I feel like with episode nine, at least for me, like, I'm more just kind of curious as to what the title is going to be, and obviously, like, I really want to know because it's Star Wars, but it's not, like, you know, there's not that built-in anticipation of, like, oh, man, like, with the way The Last Jedi ended, like, we have to know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I'm saying it might be smart to release the trailer or release the title earlier to get people talking again and to build up that buzz before the trailer and before celebration. Um, so yeah, I don't know which is, you know, the right way to go. Um, but 
you know, hopefully we'll have uh, not too long to wait. I mean, a couple months at the most, because you know they're not going to wait till after Celebration to reveal that. Um, oh, man, imagine that. <laughs> the trailer ends and there's no title. Yeah, you know, you have the Celebration <laughs> panel and JJ comes up and shows the trailer and at the end uh, it's like Star Wars Episode Nine title still to be announced or something like that. Um, Maybe it could be something like Episode Three was revealed. Because if I remember right, it was com- I know it was definitely Comic-Con 2004, but I think it was like Steve Sansui doing a panel there. He was like wearing a T-shirt that said Revenge of the Sith yeah, on there. It was Comic Con. Yeah. Like, what if JJ just comes out with a new T-shirt as the title for Episode Nine, and then that's where we learn it, and then we see it in the trailer. Hey, that but would be gonna, cool. I still think if they're going to wait to celebration, just have it be at the end of the trailer, though. Like, yeah, that would just I, would yeah. be the most exciting. I, I didn't think about the whole Avengers Endgame idea because that totally is true, Tim. They could have this could be the the marketing for these big franchises, to, you know, for for films, you know, new names like the Avengers Endgame or a Star Wars film or whatever. Like that's, I think that's not a bad idea, and I kind of like that idea. In, in this day and age, it's it seems to be it's it's funny because I think that it's getting easier to keep secrets if that makes any sense mm. because with JJ, like this movie, movie has been on lockdown pretty good. I mean, for the most part, there's well, not even... a lot better than episode seven. That's for yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? I think part of that too is because everyone's so excited. They just couldn't help but share. I yeah. really think part of it. No, but... I think I, you know, when there hadn't been a new Star Wars movie in 10 years and it was the first movie of this whole new era and this new trilogy and the Disney era and everything like I mean, that was a level of anticipation that we hadn't seen since, like, The Phantom Menace. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, like, the the anticipation for Episode Nine is not going to be that high. Like, it'll be high because, obviously, it's Star Wars and people are still going to yeah. be interested in it. And regardless of, you know, how that may have been impacted by, like, the reception to uh, The Last Jedi and Solo and everything, like, even if the, the expectations and the hopes are still really high, it's still not going to be Force Awakens level of excitement. Yeah, and I think that with what I what I think that with, with JJ and, and what they're going to do with this and, and secrecy, it, I want to also bring up, you know, I hate to bring up my what I've been really into lately as well is, is Ghostbusters. They've kept the whole movie on secret. <laughs> you know, they, they kept the whole movie, shot a teaser, and no one knew about it. And so I'm kind of thinking that with how everything is a little bit easier to keep things on the de- on the DL now that that may- and even Endgame even though Endgame got leaked out there were still a lot of people saying that wasn't the title and there was still a lot of misinformation they yeah. started putting fake titles out there and who knows if if Endgame wasn't it until they, they they decided to change it last minute we don't know we won't know for a while maybe but i kind of i'm under the uh, belief that it's a little bit easier to keep things secret, especially if you're JJ. And I think he's probably being extra careful. That's why I think it could be up one of those things where they don't even. Because think about this: how long will it take to? How long will it take to do a logo for this movie? Let's let's look at the other previous logos. They just gotta change oh, the font color. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> change the font color and put and sandwich it uh, hamburger style yeah. between Star Wars. Ooh, that's so hard. You can do that literally in like a, 15 minutes. So, I mean, I kind of feel like. JJ is purposely like, no, we don't have to do. We don't, we're, I'm not going to tell anyone until the very last minute, because it's going to look like the generic Star Wars sequel trilogy logo anyway. Which I, it, yes, this is me complaining about it. <laughs> for the record, I really hope the font for Episode Nine is blue, like all those fan ones I seen, because that's got to be the next color. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You think so? I hope so. I I think it would be cool. 
because, I mean, after doing Red for The Last Jedi, like, it would kind of be, I mean, you could just go back to the the traditional Star Wars yellow, but, yeah, I think a blue one would be cool. Of course, cool. Awakens already had that. You, you can't repeat yeah. that. Blue or green, but I'm, I'm a blue guy, Ooh, especially the blue lightsaber, this? so. If, if, if Ray, because we all know Ray's going to get you lightsaber, what if hers is, whatever color her lightsaber is, that's the color, color of the font. Put it yeah. in writing now. Put it in writing now. Take it to the bank. Put money on it right now. I'll go on record. That's what it's going to be, dang it. Well, but I will say I will that's... be disappointed in Ray if it ends up being green. I mean... <laughs> well, and I was going to say, like, Paul, if your prediction turns out to be true, then I'm betting on blue because she still has the crystal from Luke's slash Anakin's old lightsabers. So we don't know if she's going to use that. We don't know, Justin. Or Justin. Justin. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I have these arguments with people all the time, obviously. So. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think I really do think it's a. Uh, sorry, he he tweeted at me. That's why I said that. So I apologize. But <laughs> yes. it's Star it's Star Wars related too, because someone said that Alden Ehrenreich could be a good Batman, and he's saying no, and I'm like, mm, so I'm arguing with them. So anyway, no, 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 no. I, I I think it's possible that it's it she'll use. That. I mean, they set it up that way. But let's be real. They don't have to do that. I kind of hope they don't. I kind of want a different. What if it's yellow, for goodness sakes? How rad would that be? Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, again. I thought you were talking about the title again. No, with the lightsaber. That would be cool. <laughs> I was like, wait, we just yeah. talked about how yellow is the normal color. Um, no, but hey, you know, a, I think a, a different colored lightsaber, though, would be pretty sweet. Well, I was thinking, because I think it would be cool if she ends up having a double-bladed lightsaber to kind of have it where she has emulated her staff and she knows how to use that type of style of melee weapon mm-hmm. and both sides are a different color one green one blue hmm. i don't know i kind of like the cohesiveness of like a double-bladed lightsaber with the same color blade. i'm with, in with you on that kyle yeah. i forget didn't knights of the old republic the first one i know you could customize whatever color lightsaber you want but could the double-bladed one be like split in half as well because i want to say it you could, but I might be mistaken on that. I don't no, I'm pretty sure you couldn't. You could, you but, could, you could wield two lightsabers, and they could be two yeah. different colors. But if you had a double bladed right. one, it was just one color. Okay. But I will say this: that is actually in concept art for. Um, was it? Was it for the Force Awakens? I think it was. It's in the Force Awakens art of book. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that. What, a a double bladed one with two different colors. Yeah, I think that there's somewhere there's a, there's concept art that's published by Lucasfilm in there hmm. for that. Interesting. Yeah, I. You know what? Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna grab my book. I'm gonna look for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. I mean, obviously, I trust you that it's in there. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like. And we haven't even heard a whole lot of rumors and stuff about um, episode nine as far as like plot and stuff like that. Um, And like you guys were saying, it seems like they've definitely maybe gotten better at keeping stuff under wraps. But I think that's also just because like the rabid craving for any kind of information that we had with like The Force Awakens has just kind of died down since then. Yeah. And again, it's not necessarily just because of the performance of the movies or anything. It's just, you know when we didn't it was so hard when we didn't know anything and like just knowing that there were new star wars movies coming out and we just wanted to know something about what was going to be in there 
Um, and now that we've gotten two movies, it's like, okay, well, we kind of have an idea of what to expect from episode nine. At least we know, like, who the main characters are going to be and sort of generally what some of the storyline is. So, um, you know, I, I think that's why we haven't had, you know, just a ton of rumors and, and leaks and all that kind of stuff lately. Um, yeah, and as much as fun it is going through those rumors and speculation, we've had a few of them for episode nine for making Star Wars that we talked about, but... Like I said, nothing like the the Force Awakens, and I don't know. The the more we get into the year, if that's still the case, I hope it continues that way because that's how I always worked on when I was, especially during the Force Awakens, rounding down rumors and uh, possible plot details. It was like way early in the game. Once we got into the year, the movie comes out, especially like during summer. That's when I really kind of pulled back on looking at that stuff. It's like okay, I'm good now because stuff that might come out this late could be stuff that you know really ends up being accurate and seen in the movie and i kind of want to stay away from that so it's been like i said slow on that front this much and i'd be okay for going the rest of the year for that continuing and not having it like be a big you know dump of information that comes on later in the year i'll probably try to keep away from that the more further into 2019 we get so yeah it's, episode nine has definitely been a different case on all the way around when you're comparing it to the force awakens and the last jedi so let's always try to look at past star wars releases to pinpoint things but for episode nine it hasn't been the case so might as well just sit back and enjoy the ride and see where it takes us as far as when we can get all this information yeah definitely uh, sidebar gentlemen i think we need to have a uh you probably already had this at one point but you're going to have me a new show with me on it with, with this. We need to do a show on every art of book maybe. Cause I'm just scrolling through this and I'm like, God, this is so cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we haven't done that actually. Um, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we've probably talked about them at, at some point, but yeah, we definitely haven't really done a deep dive. We should do a deep dive, like on every. We should like when we get low news. Sorry, sorry, audience, you have to deal with this conversation. But uh, but <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but yeah, we should do that because how cool would it be to kind of deep dive and see what could have been and what maybe we would have preferred and just kind of really go through uh, dive and not just overview, but like we're talking like each book we can just grab like you know whatever ones we have because I'm sure we have most of them, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, I got all of them so far. Yeah, and yeah. I've got all of them except for Solo. You didn't get Solo, homie? No. <laughs> gotta change that. Yeah, you gotta um, change. Well, no, you know what it was? It was because it didn't come out around Christmas time. The, all right. The previous three I've gotten for Christmas. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But do you, here's a really quick side. Another, continue the sidebar for one moment. Do you have the, the prequel trilogy ones? I do not. Mm. Yeah, I got those as well. Oh, do, but do you have the original trilogy one? <laughs> that might be a little harder. <laughs> Actually, I do have them, and they're not that great. The actual art of books, like they're not even close to how cool these ones are. Even the yeah, I remember flipping through them like at a Tower Records or something, <laughs> like a right, bookstore. Right. That was before I had a job and could buy it on myself. So <laughs> I only just flipped through them and never actually got to own them. They're they're mostly, I mean, honestly, we could we, we could just do the new the new films minus Solo because obviously Kyle didn't get that one. So uh, yeah, I could anyway, still pick but, it up at some point. But that definitely would be fun. I mean, I, I think The Force Awakens is probably my favorite one out of those, just because yeah, of the amount of 
Like, I think with, um, well, Rogue One is pretty cool, too, because there was a lot of stuff they were designing from scratch. But, like, with The Last Jedi, a lot of the art in there is a lot closer to what was actually in the movie. Um, yeah. But with The Force Awakens, because they were basically, you know, shooting from the hip and just coming up with all kinds of crazy ideas and, you know, very much just sort of refining things as they went along and figuring it out. Um, you know, to see some of the stuff that they started with and, you know, just some of the things that were vague ideas and concepts at the beginning um, that either just ended up not being used or ended up turning into, you know, very different things in the movie that were still kind of used in, you know, some form or fashion. Um, some of those oh, were just really? fascinating to look at. All right. I found it. So I was right. It's on page 26 of your our Art of the Force Awakens book. There is someone, it says, early on, Rick was really... Sorry, I'm I'm talking below, away from my microphone. Um, He suggested... So someone, uh, I'm not sure who the artist was, but someone suggested a fire and ice kind of concept with having a a red and blue on one each side. So that's where I've seen it from. I haven't seen anything else like that, but I did see it in this book, and it was a concept they were playing with for The Force Awakens. Kind of interesting. Yeah, very cool. I don't remember even. I'm sure I noticed that when I first looked at it. But looking back on it now, I can't recall what it actually looked like. So I'm definitely gonna go back and check that it's out. It's nothing special, but it just it just shows like the uh, a blue and red on each mm-hmm. one on each side. So and that's and that again that, that I don't I don't want that to be honest for this movie anyway. Maybe for like a Knights of the Old Republic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that brings up another interesting thing too i think we even speculated about this with kylo's lightsaber in the early goings about it being kind of flame saber like just the idea of sabers being like elemental based like you got like like concept art was designed like a fire and ice when you got a saber that's like ice powered one that's fire powered or one that's powered by electricity that that could shock you and all that type of stuff with dealing with different abilities that you can use with the elements like if that's something they could explore either like way down in the future where lightsabers advance or like way back in the past where that's what they used to power lightsabers and they were different and they had those effects. I wonder how that would work if they decided to play up that route because I think visually it could be pretty cool. Yeah, I think visually that would be pretty cool, but I think that might be straying a little too much into just like straight up fantasy territory. Um which, you know, I always like that Star, Star Wars. Wars that I mean, that's <laughs> no, that's very true. And I, I'm not certainly not denying that Star Wars has, you know, fantasy inspired elements in its storytelling. But um, I don't know. I just feel like the lightsaber is such like an iconic symbol, like of what Star Wars is. And like, you don't want to mess with that too much. And to have, you know, Kylo have a cracked lightsaber, uh, you know, a cracked crystal that gives the blade a different look that looks kind of fiery and unstable, I think is really cool, but it's not like a flame saber, you know, it's not a flaming sword. It's still a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This could be something they really want to switch things up and, make things different that could be an interesting way to go but yeah i mean you never know it definitely could be something that could be cool in a video game um or at least yeah exploring like different lightsaber crystals having different attributes and you know adding different powers and stuff i mean heck there's already video games where they've done that um but uh yeah i don't know how we quite ended up going down that rabbit hole you see this is what happens when they don't give us a title and we don't have much to talk about you guys get uh rambling tangent saga continues we haven't had this since uh 
I don't know. I remember Tim. We used to do this all the time back when, back when we were exploring all those rumors for the Force Awakens and stuff. And we'd, oh, what if the main villains are Mandalorians and Night Sisters? And Let, let's let's be real, Kyle. This is the best stuff, in my opinion. And I'm being 100 percent serious. Oh no, like, I'm is... I'm not saying it's not fun. Oh, oh no, I, I this is this is to me when podcasting gets great when you when you have three good buddies like us getting together talking Star Wars because this is this is literally us when we're playing Battlefront. Too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's no, very true. This, this is not. This is very much us just talking to each other. <laughs> now this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we have no affiliation with making Star Wars or the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's right. I forgot they actually have yeah, a podcast yeah, no, called. No, Jason's that. cool. I, mean, I, love, I love Jason. I'm, that's a total joke. So no, but I, I we can't say that because that's not our show. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that was not intended to be, you know, our new slogan or anything. We've we've got Godspeed Rebels. That's our thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will, I will, I won't spoil it yet, people. I won't spoil it yet. Oh. All right. Um. Well, let's rein it back in a little bit. We'll talk about just a couple of the other just brief news stories we have here. Um. Really, the only other stuff related to movies that we've got is that uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, was actually nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Um, Which I think we sadly know the outcome of that results when they announce it. Another Star Wars movie nominated and probably another Star Wars movie. That won't win. I mean, I would probably give it to Avengers Infinity War myself. I know, and it deserves it. I mean, I don't want to knock Solo and its effects because they were great, but Infinity, Infinity War was kind of on another level, I think, when you compare the two. But I still yeah. want to see a Star Wars movie win in my lifetime. One Academy Award. Yeah, same here. The um, effects for Solo were so good, but, I mean, Infinity War were unreal. Yeah, yeah I mean, Thanos himself deserves yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, I think those are coming up. February 24th is when the Academy Awards are. So, uh, just keep yawned. What? That's ex- just yawned, and that's exactly how I feel about the Academy Awards. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to make that very- <laughs> yeah, for, Just for those of you that are interested, and, you know, if you want to just keep an eye out, like if you're actually going to watch it, or just keep an eye out online and, you know, see if Star Wars happened to win anything. Um, probably not, but it would be nice. Uh, One of these days, we hope. I'll still be pulling for Black Panther to be the first superhero movie to win Best Picture. I mean, it's awesome that it's nominated. But hopefully, to put up the win too. Yeah, hey, that would be cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's. I mean, this is a whole nother discussion. We don't have to get into Marvel stuff, but like, I love that movie. Um, but I don't know if it's good enough to win Best Picture at the Oscars. But if it does, I'm not going to complain. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be betting on it though if I was a betting man. But um, yeah, I don't know. It should be interesting. It is I'm really cool, like one. you said, just that it's the first superhero movie to be nominated. Um, you know, if if they win, they should dedicate it to the Dark Knight because I think that was the movie that made them like expand the Best Picture category yeah. to you know up to ten movies because people were so mad that that one didn't get nominated. I think that will forever be my biggest Oscar snub. Yeah, <laughs> that one not getting nominated for Best Picture. But what about Star Wars: A New Hope? That's the biggest Oscar. Snub well, that one was that one got nominated though. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that obviously should have won. Give it to a stupid Woody Allen movie. Give me a freaking break. No yeah. one cares about what Alice is in here. Was that the one it was for? I don't yeah, know. No, it was uh, Annie, Annie Hall. Hall I think. Yeah, Annie yeah. Hall with with Diane Keaton. She sucks. I hate that movie. Whatever. Star Wars is way better. 
Yeah. Every, well, you know, I mean, is anybody doing Annie Hall podcast 40 years later? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, guys, I we, don't know. This might be our opportunity to start a spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, if, if we, we ever, if we guys. ever do a spinoff <laughs> podcast, it's just going to be us recording the conversations that we have playing Battlefront, which is really just more of this. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for the movie stuff. And then as far as the TV front goes, um, we got a couple new images that uh, John Favreau tweeted out on his Instagram. Um, just a couple more little behind-the-scenes looks at the Mandalorian. Um, I think we talked about the IG-88 looking assassin droid on our last episode. Um, and now he uh, put out a picture of this little, uh, you know, red and white astromech droid that looks just like the one with the bad motivator that Luke bought at the beginning of A New Hope. Um and I don't think there's not even a caption with this or anything. Just, you know, again, cool to see more familiar uh, Star Wars imagery and, you know, familiar droids and stuff that are going to be probably just in the background of the Mandalorian and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, nice little nods to stuff that fans are familiar with. Um, and then just another fun little picture that he posted of him with uh, Elon Musk. And he said they're discussing hyperdrive technology on set. Um so again, nothing you know groundbreaking there, but um, you know again, it's kind just... of groundbreaking. wait, what? Kind of groundbreaking because R four is there. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, don't know but... if that's the, the yeah, odds that R four are... was on Tatooine. Okay, just, just I want to just throw this out there. Just, no, but bear with me for a minute here. Well, okay, okay. you are you, you're you're banking that this is the same droid. That's the question. It yeah. is the same droid. Did he say that? It's pretty much it's pretty much confirmed, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, it definitely looks like the same model of droid, but that it was just such an inconsequential character. I'm just like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What R4 difference would it make? Yeah, not a, <laughs> what's it for R four breaking down? Then we might have yeah. all the well, right. I'm just saying it served its purpose in its you know 45 seconds of screen time. <laughs> if it if it is the same droid or not, I don't think it's really going to have any bearing on the plot of the Mandalorian. Yeah, but for the record, it is on the screen for more than forty five seconds. It has to be. I don't know. I don't it's know. not that yeah, long. <laughs> All right, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna well, count this. When we do, maybe when we there's do, some shots of him in the sand crawler. There is. That's okay. why I said. Oh, okay. And also, any screen time he's got, he's got to be over that. We'll count it for our special uh, announcement at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to blow it there. I was going to go I back and cut that out that, later. I did it, but I did it. <laughs> yes, we have a uh, a special announcement to make at the end of the show. Um, so stick around. Um, Why wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. Maybe people are getting bored with our random tangents because we don't have much to talk about. Impossible. If they're the show right now, yes, impossible. They're going to stay through the end because they love hearing us. They got to hear my tagline. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, it's even more special now, yes. <laughs> um, also, so, uh, you know, real quick, just talking about Celebration, which we briefly mentioned earlier, but, you know, they've been making a lot of uh, announcements about the guests and stuff that are going to be there. Um, so I think the most recent uh, list that they uh, that they announced is like Ashley Eckstein, uh, Daniel Logan, uh, Jet Lucas, Ken Lung, um question 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 answer why is jet lucas gonna be there because he was in the movie 
come on. Why is Jet Li? No, that that is weird. Let's be real. That's a little weird. Eh, oh, I don't think is... it's that weird. He was at cameos in three movies, and that's it. They've had people at Celebration signing autographs who have had less screen time than Jet Lucas. But, that's true. Well, I guess what, is he is he just signing stuff? Is that what he's well, doing? I think, I think so. in the image they released, they do have his character image from Revenge of the Sith by him. So I think that's how they're billing it as he's there for his character. Mm. Okay, so he's not... I thought he was going to be there for like... I wonder if he's going to be a part of something, maybe. Maybe there's Lucas. I don't know. That's interesting. It's just interesting. I... You wonder if what maybe something Lucas related is kind of is maybe happening, perhaps. I don't know. I just gotta throw that out there, and it's probably nothing. But just want to just carry on. Yeah, I I think it's just there because he played a Star Wars character. Um, but then in addition to that, they announced earlier that uh, I think it's pronounced Eunice Suotamo, the guy that plays uh, Chewbacca. He's gonna be there as well as uh, Sam Witwer. Uh, Greg Grunberg, Greg Proops, and uh, several other people. Um, and I think... I'm trying to remember if there have been any other big names announced. Um, I'm kind of surprised Dave Filoni hasn't been announced. Like, he's always like the first one who gets announced for like, the really big names. That's for celebration. true, but... Uh, I mean... Well, is any... he always the first one announced, or do we just assume that he's going to be there because he always is? Well, that might be true for some cases, but I think for at least for Celebration and on, I remember he was like one of the first that they announced. But I mean, if there was a year where Dave Filoni can have a break from Celebration, which I'm not saying he wants or he he needs, but this might be the year if he actually decides because in Star Wars Resistance, while he's credited as the creator for it, it's not really his show that he's overseeing and being the supervising director on. And um, Favreau will more than likely be there for the Mandalorian, so it's not somewhere he's like. Well, and who's going to show off the who... who's going to show off the trailer for season seven of Clone Wars? I stand corrected. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some odd reason, I we kept talking about it for so long, but as I was thinking about it, you know, Clone Wars wasn't coming to mind. I was thinking of Dave Filoni, <sighs> and I feel ashamed for that right now. You so. should. You should. Yeah, he'll be there, but it is still kind of weird. He's not wasn't announced already because he's always usually the first. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be one of those things where maybe it's not a hundred percent locked in yet because I don't know. Maybe he's still working on stuff for the Mandalorian and has to you know work it around his schedule or whatever. Um, but also, like Dave Filoni is not not gonna be at Celebration. Yeah, it would feel different without him there. That's for sure. And yeah, he's usually the type where no matter how busy it is, he is, he'll make time to be there for the yeah. band and show off what he has to show off. Yeah, you know he's got to be there at least for one day and show off Clone Wars stuff. Like, that's going to be such a huge deal um, and such a big part of just all the awesome stuff that they've got to show off this year. Plus, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he, uh, you know, comes out along with John Favreau for, like, a panel for The Mandalorian or something just because, um, I mean, because he's directing the first episode and because he already has uh, such a strong connection with the fans. Like, if I were... Kathleen Kennedy or whoever's in charge of planning stuff at Celebration and, you know, um, just thinking about how to promote that show, I'd want him out there, too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Now I kind of feel stupid for even bringing that up. <laughs> There's no way he's not going to be there. Alone is going to be there. Yeah. They don't have to announce it. It's a foregone conclusion. We all know he's going to be there. Exactly. Um, 
so yeah, that's you know pretty much the scoop on celebration. I think oh well, and also there was a new uh, poster that they just revealed for it that's looking pretty cool. Um, and I know as we get closer, uh, you know, just keep your eye out for um, more and more announcements about um, you know the artists and the you know special merchandise and all that kind of stuff that'll be available. Um, but then moving on to a little bit of uh, book news and publishing and stuff. Um, Tim, you want to go ahead and run this stuff down for us? Yeah. So first up, um, let me just bring it up here real quick. But uh, we're getting a new limited miniseries comic book that's kind of different from what they've done before. Um, it's called Star Wars TIE Fighter. And what's different about it is that it's actually going to tie into the upcoming novel, Alphabet Squadron, the well-named Alphabet Squadron novel, <laughs> but sarcasm, uh, <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, but another big, and, uh, I don't know about big. I guess depending on how excited you are for Alphabet Squadron, could be big if you are. But there's going to be a trilogy now instead of just one single novel. So you'll be following these new group of characters for several books. But I'm actually more excited about the Tie Fighter comic series. Um, one, of course, it's focusing on the Empire, so automatically that's more interesting to me than one about the Rebels. But <laughs> um, it's gonna—I'm just curious to see how it's gonna, you know, connect with the novels and just how far are they going to connect? If it's something where, you know, I don't want to say that it makes it required reading to enjoy the novel, but it's something more just be a nice compliment to it. But I think it's cool that they're actually uh, trying this, and we know the premise of Alphabet Squadron is, you know, a group of Rebel pilots kind of going after some of the remaining remnants of the Empire. And now the TIE Fighter comic is going to focus on an elite squadron of Imperial pilots called Shadow Wing. And again, it's set after Return of the Jedi. So that's cool. But probably the best part about this comic series is that it's being written by uh, Jody Hauser, who's written the Age of Republic comics right now. And those have been absolutely fantastic. I've been loving every issue. I'm a little bit behind. The last one I read was Django Fett and the special they came out for it but man it's they've been knocking them out of the park with this series so i'm glad that jody's continuing on to do another star wars comic series so yeah it should be cool to check out i don't know if i'm going to be getting alphabet squadron if it gets like amazing reviews and rotating it's a must read i'll probably check it out but right now it's not um one of the ones i'm targeting to make sure i have to read but i'll probably be checking it out tie fighter so yeah that should be cool that one comes out i believe in april yeah so uh, April for um, Alphabet Squadron and the TIE Fighter one as well. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Alphabet Squadron in June, TIE Fighter in April. So the comic will come out a little bit before the actual novel. Oh, okay. I I think that the Alphabet Squadron idea is really cool. I hate the name of the story. I like everything that's being uh, tied to it. And uh, Jody Hauser is a great writer. I'm a little behind on the Age of uh, Republic comics as well. I haven't read from Jingo Fett on but I've, I've loved a lot of her stuff. Every, I loved everything she did for the Rogue One adaptation. She, she, she really did um, put together that comic book series pretty well. For people who, you know, again, I want to make sure I, I, you know, you're wondering why would you praise someone who is doing an adaptation for a movie with a comic book? It's pretty cut and dry. Not necessarily. And and for people who maybe not know, and if you don't, if you do know what comic book, what their writers or jobs are for a, a lot of times, not all the time, but sometimes, a lot of times, is that they're the ones responsible for getting the book 
basically they they pretty much just give a lot of uh, writers will basically strut every page or strut or just kind of put together every page for the artist so artists can hit the ground running go okay they need this this and this and they put the you know they have to structure the page basically so jody hauser from what if i'm if i'm knowing my comic books correctly which i know pretty decently not amazingly but pretty good i think uh i'm pretty sure is the one structure you know giving the structures for the thrawn series for the rogue one series and yes those are adaptations but She's the one giving them their like. This is what needs to happen on this page in this certain way. And I gotta tell you, I love what she did for Rogue One. I, th- I thought it was done beautifully. The art and the writing team was perfect. And and I didn't read Thrawn be- uh, all, all the way through because just, just because Thrawn is eh, not my favorite. But the, the couple issues I read were good. And uh, I gotta tell you, these issues that she's doing for Age of Republic are have been so far great. The Darth Maul issue especially is fantastic. Well, even the both the Qui Gon and Darth Maul issues are great. And then the first two issues, the Obi Wan is okay. It's not it's not it's not bad. It's just not as good as the other two. But the other two are really good. Like they are. You have to read those soon. Okay, Kyle, they're worth reading. Okay, hang so, on. First of all, I will just say, in the mail today, I got volume number three of the Vader comic, and I yes. already pre-ordered volume four. Um, and then I actually was looking online to, today to see when the collected volumes of the Age of Republic comes out, and I think it's in May, and so I will probably get those also because I've heard good things about those. And, you yeah, know, anytime, anytime Disney gives us prequel content, I got to eat that up. You're not going to be disappointed, especially. I mean, there's there's a Jar Jar Captain Rex team up. I heard about that because I keep seeing that image going around of Jar Jar with the lightsaber, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) Yeah, that special was pretty cool. It was like contained at least four short stories: one about Mace Windu, Asajj Ventress, and Captain Rex. And who's the other one? Like you know the other one right now, but there it was all good. I mean. Like I said, just short, fun, entertaining stories, but just adds another layer to these characters that are already left from the Clone Wars, which is always cool to get. So, yeah, they've been fantastic. Cool. Well, I cannot wait to check those out. Yeah, so that's for the new comics, uh, TIE Fighter. But then also we got more book news regarding tie-ins to Galaxy's Edge, which was just Mm. announced a couple of days ago. And this was a... I don't know why I guess I wasn't expecting this many tie-in books for Galaxy's Edge, but I guess they shouldn't have been surprised by it because, you know, Galaxy's Edge is one of the biggest events this year for Star Wars and maybe in the history of Star Wars even, you can make that argument for just how immersive it's going to be in living in a Star Wars world. So I should have expected a lot of big tie-ins for it, but um, we're getting a a comic series from Marvel, of course, uh, which is going to deal with some of the, you know, different uh, characters and alien creatures we're going to probably see roaming about the park, I'd imagine, and different cantinas and stores. But then also we're getting a few novels, uh, the first being uh, a regular adult novel by uh, Delilah Dawson, who wrote Phasma, which was great. So mm-hmm, she's yeah. doing one called Black Spire, which is going to be about um, General Leia dispatching some of a top spy to Batuu in desperate search for resistance allies. So this kind of a short description for there. But um, I don't know. I just like the idea since Batuu was the main planet that took place in Thrawn Alliances with Anakin and Padme there. It's almost like, you know, it's a spot where the whole Skywalker fam- family had, you know, ties to. So uh, we'll see if Luke had any, like, adventures there at some point. But I think it's kind of cool that it's a planet that almost all of the main Skywalker characters have been to, or at oh. least have 
I didn't even make that connection. Wait, so the Batu the is the same planet in Thrawn Alliances and the one where Galaxy's Edge takes place? Yeah. That is way Come cool. On, man. I yeah, that totally slipped my mind. I haven't finished Thrawn mm. Alliances yet, but I started it and I remember oh. reading about that planet and it just didn't I don't know why I totally missed that. Wait a minute. You're telling me you didn't finish Thrawn Alliances? Hmm, I wonder why. I know why, because that book is... Mm, I don't know I, if I'd I really say that. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, you it. haven't finished it yet, sir, so maybe well, it isn't been as being good slow. <laughs> well, I will say this. You're better off definitely finishing the Star Wars comics than before Thrawn. So. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, so I still recommend going back to it, especially at the end. I think there's some cool stuff there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely still going to finish it. But then also um, we got a young adult novel called A Crash of Fate. With This one kind of sounds like um, kind of going for that Lost Stars uh, type vibe for the story they're trying to tell. This was written by uh, Zaradia Cordova. And it's about uh, two best friends who uh, one of them leaves Batu when uh, she's six years old but then comes back. And it's, it's almost kind of like that thing where she probably changed and her best friend who was there is wondering what happened to her and she's looks like it's on the run from smugglers and angry pirates so um that's what a crash of fates about and then the one i'm really really excited for i think this looks really cool is star wars myths and fables and this is a middle grade novel um it's being written by george men and it's pretty much about just tales and fables and myths that are being told about Batu. I think it even mentions it's not limited to just Batu, but it's going to be about other um, planets in that outer rim of the galaxy. And the cover on it is just so cool. I just love that fantasy element. I mean, they're really going for the fantasy in this novel, which I love. That big dragon flying in the sky. He's, it looks like a, a Jedi Knight, but one who could be from like way back in the Old Republic era, like the early beginnings of the Jedi. It just looks really, really cool. And there's going to be um, illustrations in it. It's being described that their illustrations that will pay homage to real, like real world uh, children's fairy tales and fantasy stories like that. So I think this one's really, really cool. Just from the visual standpoint, I love that cover art that it has. And if there's more of that, and it's just seeing that cool art style set in the Star Wars universe, even if they're just um, being, you know, told as legends and fables within the Star Wars galaxy, that's still cool. And Still got to remember what Ahsoka said. There's always some truth in legends. So even though they mm-hmm. might just be stories of the Star Wars galaxy, you can maybe put it in your head to think that these could be events that might have actually happened, but we just never know. But the whole premise of it and the visual look of it sounds really, really cool. So I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty cool as well. And the like you were saying, that cover art looks really cool. I mean, I want that. Uh, I mean, I want this for my collection just to have that cover. Mm-hmm. like just to have <laughs> that really book cool. sitting on my shelf and be able to look at it but you know just to be able to read those stories and um you know to see the illustrations and stuff i think it's gonna be really cool i love those these kind of books that are like not necessarily canon stories but they're like stories that the people in the universe would have read um you know kind of mm-hmm. like the the uh jedi code and the book of sith like those kind of yeah. books where it's like books that are like written by the characters or you know that would have been read by the characters um and to have you know a book that's got this fantastical cover of like a, a old jedi knight fighting a dragon and to know that like kids in star wars would have read about this and like this is how they would have found out what the jedi were and stuff is just a really cool concept yeah totally agree i mean <laughs> i just the only thing 
that makes me a little not I want to say nervous or worried about it. It's just that what probably I'll be wishing is that since it is a middle grade novel, it won't be that huge or big, <laughs> and there's probably gonna be some great art in there that you just want more of. So hopefully this is something if it's successful we can get more of. I just think it's such a great concept, and yeah, this is like when we talk about movie directions they can go to later on, like when we talk about old republic stuff. Like if they can even go further back to this these type of things, that's just totally different than what we're used to in Star Wars. I think it'd be really cool. I mean, maybe that's something they don't want to do too much in films, but I don't know. With like this looks like a real piece of like co- great concept art of that cover, and yeah. just mm-hmm. trying to picture that in a real live action movie, I think would be awesome. So I don't know. This whole premise of it this has me really excited. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is that's the one I'm looking forward to too the most, but. I like Delia, Delia. Oh my gosh, am I butchering her name? Delia, is it De, Delilah? Delilah Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, Delia, Delilah Dawson. Say that ten times fast. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I was butchering that name. Yeah, I, I liked Phasma a lot, so I'm really stoked to read and listen to that book because um, I listen to audiobooks. So yeah, the middle grade novel, that Tales one, I that's the one I'm look, most looking forward to too, but. I also thought the Luke Skywalker Tales book was going to be fun, and that kind of backfired on me. So I'm going to wait a little, little bit on this one. Well, if anything, at the very least, only just the interior illustrations are as good as that cover, which will make it worth it. True. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it'll be cool just for the visual element, um, if nothing else. Um, but hopefully there's some cool stories in there. And like you said, with it being like a middle grade novel and with it being a whole book of essentially like Star Wars fairy tales, like I'm not as I'm not expecting, you know, like really deep level storytelling or, you know, to be like really engrossed in character drama or anything like that. But, um, you know, just to get some neat little stories that give us looks at like some different aspects of the Star Wars universe and, um, you know, I think it'll just be something kind of light and fun um, and hopefully something really cool to look at. So I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah. And a lot of these books have different release dates, too. So they're not all coming out at the same time, like when Galaxy's Edge opens. The comic series begins in April and then the novel by Delilah Dawson comes out in September. Then the young adult novel comes out in August and August 6th. I was at August 6th, I think, instead of August 6th. <laughs> But both the young adult novel and Myths and Fables comes out on that date. So, like, most of these will be after the park opens. Oh, okay. So we might have a better visualization when they talk about certain spots on Batu. We can just say, hey, we've been to that spot, or I've been there mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're reading it. That's true. Mm. Um, well, that's what we've got to look forward to uh, as far as books and comics and stuff. Um, and then briefly wanted to talk about, uh, Star Wars Resistance, um, which, you know, we don't cover too much on this show, um, but did want to talk about the, uh, mid-season trailer that came out, um, and also it was announced that the show is returning for, uh, second season next year, um, or I guess later this year, technically, it'd probably be in the fall, um, but they put out a mid-season trailer, um, you know, for the second half of this season, right before it came back, uh, earlier in January, and it looks pretty dang cool. Um, and it seems like there's going to be a lot more, you know, intriguing stuff with the first order going on. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually one thing I was surprised by, cause we kind of weren't really sure exactly how far, uh, before the force awakens the show was taking place. 
Um, but it seems like by the end of the season, things are going to lead right up into The Force Awakens because you see uh, Kaz, and I forget if he's with uh, with Tam or with Tora or whatever. Um, yeah, I believe with Tora. But they're watching basically a, a hollow broadcast of General Hux's speech to the First Order before they fire Starkiller Base. Um, and so that'll be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, I thought we were going to get kind of more build up to them, like finding out what the First Order is up to and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it seems like we're probably going to, you know, jump right into that and then get to more like the fallout of that. Um and see like where the resistance goes from there, which will be really interesting because then we know that like uh, the last Jedi takes place right after the Force Awakens, and so by the end of this season, are we even going to be past the end of the last Jedi? Yeah. Um, and you know maybe Kaz is going to be one of those people like out there recruiting allies for Leia. Um, you know when she talks about having allies scattered throughout the Outer Rim and stuff. So you know maybe this will start playing into some of the buildup for Episode Nine, and that'll be really interesting to see. So um, yeah, I don't know any other. I mean that was the the main thing that stuck out to me. Obviously, um, was the whole Star Killer base thing. But was there any anything else in here that uh, stuck out to you guys as something to look forward to? Yeah, I mean I agree with you. The seeing General Hugs delivering that speech i mean that did take me by surprise that they're going that far into the force awakens which kind of means uh bb Yates gonna have to get off the colossus in the next couple of episodes i would think so he that's can true go with Bo and get to jacku so he might may not be seeing bb8 too much uh, for the rest of the season but yeah i think that's really cool that they're going that far into it already and like you said it makes things interesting for what season two can hold for us i'm really curious on what that's going to be going back to the time frame you were describing about how soon the last Jedi takes place after the force awakens. So maybe season two could be something where um, we find out a reason why some of the allies Leia had, they didn't answer that distress call and they didn't go there. Um, could have been some word too scared or saw that was a lost cause, or it could have been something that prevented maybe Kaz and his group of resistance fighters that weren't able to make it. And then we see why and try to have a meetup with the resistance and like you said could lead up to episode nine so that could all be some pretty cool stuff but just in general i really like the trailer and the tone it was setting for these next remaining episodes i think it looks really cool and stuff i was looking forward to the series when it was first announced as far as you know having it be something the resistance against the first order i think we're really going to be getting that in these last few episodes and it already kind of started with um this last week's episode where the First Order really got involved, where we know they've been in league with the pirates who attacked the Colossus. And in this last episode, they kidnapped Tora, and the First Order kind of played the pirates. They paid them to... Uh, I'm just thinking of it right now. I know you guys aren't caught up. I don't know if you mind me talking too much about what went down in that episode. But uh, it leads into what we're going to see in the next episode and what this trailer really showcased about the First Order really having a presence on the Colossus now. And I can't wait to see that. It looks really cool although i do like seeing the first order kind of having their presence felt and known on the colossus but in the trailer already getting hints as far as you know them getting taken out in kind of some you know wacky ways like all the like there was a shot where those gore creatures like a bunch of them jumped on some stormtroopers so they might not be getting taken out in the most glorious of ways <laughs> so it might harken back to more of that uh you know younger audience type stable where there's just a lot of fun going on and like hijinks with this first order of getting taken out. So I got to expect that going into it, but the rest of it still looks really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how the season wraps up and just more of that first order 
uh, resistance conflict that really looks to be building in these last few episodes. So I'm looking forward to it. I am still on like episode six. <laughs> <laughs> you got some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, and now that football season is officially over after Sunday. And by the way, I am rooting for the Patriots. Wow, um, which I believe. still cannot believe. But <laughs> you gotta uh, realize when the Ram the Rams are in my division, I want them to have the Super Bowl hangover next year. Are you kidding me? Good, join us. Yes. Uh, d- <laughs> just for just for that game alone, I'm gonna feel dirty doing it. But <laughs> I, I really hate. I don't. I don't want the Rams to be successful. Down with the Rams. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm after football season. I'm going to get caught up on uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff, actually, because I still have a bunch of books to read. I got the Flight of the Falcon book that's uh, with Hondo. That's read by um, the guy who voices Hondo, actually. Uh, I need to read it. Oh, really? Yeah. So why don't uh, you guys it... keep me up to date on this stuff? There's a book about Hondo and the Millennium Falcon. Because you don't you don't read books. That's why. <laughs> you don't either. You listen to the audio books <laughs> and then give me crap about not reading thing. the books. That's no, it is not the same thing. thing. That's the same thing. No, it's what not. What are you talking about? What are you talking? Wait, how is it? How is it different? Uh, because it's not reading. But Dude, I Paul still... is still getting the story though. Oh, I know, but there's a difference between hearing the story and reading the story. What's stopping, what's stopping you from hearing the story too? Then it's, I'm look. I got nothing against exactly. audiobooks. I'm just saying you can't give me crap for not reading when you are also technically not reading. Well, I'm not. Well, here's here's the deal. I haven't read a lot of Star Wars, the, the middle grade books, the Flight of the Falcon books. I, I will admit that because I'm a little – I was a little trepidatious. I've heard they're not bad though and, I, and I'm just kind of – I have – I've been really into listening to other things right now in my car for like like music or sports. Like right now I'm really into listening to football. A few people are wondering what I listen to. I listen to John Clayton, uh, 710 Seattle. He's uh, the professor of football and that's all I listen to basically. Anyway, um, I'm listening to that right now. But I think when, once I get, get I kind of get revved up for Star Wars again, I'm going to burn through those, especially that one with Hondo. I heard the Lando one isn't bad. So, But I'm definitely going to be reading – or uh, excuse me, listening, uh, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I'll be listening to, obviously, Master and Apprentice, the new Padme novel, even though I'm not excited for the new Padme novel by any means, uh, just because I don't like the character that much. But I'm Alphabet Squadron, Master and Apprentice, I'm super stoked about. I mean, I'm going to be re- listening to those. But right now, like the, the middle grade novels, I haven't really felt compelled to, to pop those in yet. But it's going to happen eventually. How did we get here from talking about Resistance? Because I can, I can, <laughs> Paul trying to I, catch up. Yeah, I can derail anything, Kyle. You should know this by now. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, you were saying you were behind. I'm also a little bit behind. Um, I'm I'm a couple episodes behind on Resistance, but definitely going to get caught back up by the end of the season. Um, yeah, and see uh, where this goes and uh, how it connects to the movies, and that should be pretty cool. Um, and I think but you know. Speaking it's, of the end. Of, oh, go ahead. Say, speaking of the end of the season. Um, Tracy Kenobi at Lucasfilm, I believe, sent a tweet out today that the last episode is going to be on March 17th. Yeah. So about, still got a you know a month and a half worth of episodes. So still got a bit of a ways to go before the season ends. But kind of like Clone Wars and Rebels, usually was around the time of March, sometime in February, but usually March when the season finale hit. So it looks like that'll be the same for Resistance. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's weird because that seems like it's coming up pretty soon and it seems like it just came back. But I mean, if they're pretty consistent with putting out episodes every week, I will say it's nice because it hasn't been like certain seasons of Clone Wars where, you know, they would like show three episodes and then like take two weeks off and then come back with like two more episodes and then take another week off. And you're like, when is this show airing? I can't keep up with it. Yeah, um, it'd feel like forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been pretty consistent with, you know, just one episode a week, which has been pretty nice. Um, and, uh, so I guess we'll wrap up here with some, uh, video game news. Um, I guess we'll do the bad news and then the good news. Um, so the bad news is that earlier this month, uh, there was a report that came out from Kotaku saying that, uh, EA's open world Star Wars game that they were working on has been canceled. Um, and just for a little backstory, in case you guys forgot or haven't been following this, whatever, um, this was the game that was originally started by Amy Hennig, who's the, you know, worked on the Uncharted games and she was directing it and it was uh, with Visceral Studios and it was supposed to be this really cool, like sort of action adventure, uh, you know, story driven game um, focusing on a, like a ragtag team of like smugglers and bounty hunters and stuff like that um, set during like the original trilogy era. Um, and that all fell apart and it got canceled but then it kind of got repurposed into uh an open world star wars game and a lot of people were speculating that it was going to be kind of a star wars version of like red dead redemption or uh grand theft auto or something like that where you were still playing as like a scoundrel or a bounty hunter uh type character but you had a lot more freedom to just explore the world or the galaxy or whatever you're going to be playing in um which also sounds really cool, especially since I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now, and to be able to play a game like that set in Star oh, Wars would just be phenomenal. Um, but nope, they dashed our hopes once again, and this game has been canceled. But there have been a couple updates to this story since it first came out. Um, you know, these guys at Kotaku got, you know, they've got a lot of industry sources and people in EA that they were talking to. And so uh, when the game was canceled the first time with Visceral, um, if I'm not mistaken, that kind of led to the shutdown of Visceral Studios. And yeah. a lot of people got laid off or moved to different projects or whatever. Um, so that was, you know, really unfortunate. It sounds like what's happening here with the Star Wars, with this Star Wars game, because it also, there was also a lot of behind the scenes drama with that, at least in, you know, from the reports that we heard um, saying that, you know, they just there were conflicting visions and you know the executives at lucasfilm and ea and the people working on the game were all just not on the same page and it was just being dragged in too many different directions and was just kind of a mess um but so with this game it sounds like there was not so much of that and the issue was not that the whole thing just kind of fell apart but that it was actually the executives at EA were looking at sort of their long-term roadmap of what games they have in development and what they have coming out over the next few years. Um, and, you know, I guess they were still kind of early in development on this open world game and it was still going to need, um, a, you know, at least a, a few more years of development time. And they decided they needed a Star Wars game for uh, like holiday 2020. And so this game is not so much canceled as, you know, in the sense that it's like just fallen apart and dead kaput. It's more put on the shelf, at least for now. Um, and that team has kind of been repurposed to work on just a, a different smaller scale Star Wars game 
uh, to be able to come out in time for the holidays next year. Um, and they talked to you know, like some people that were actually working on the game. Again, they said, you know, nobody got laid off and, you know, the whole team is still together. They're just working on a different project now. And they're hopeful that after this, they'll let them go back to working on that open world Star Wars game, which I think would be really cool because then that would be something that they could probably have for whatever the next gen consoles are going to be. And that could come out by, you know, 2024 or something like that. Um, way down the line, but it would still be cool to eventually get to play that game. Um... So this is, you know, while it sucks to hear about, like, the cancellation of yet another Star Wars game, it is nice to know that at least it wasn't just, like, a disaster, that we may still get that game at some point, that we are getting another Star Wars game next year. I'm only slightly concerned that they're trying to, like, rush it out real quick. Um, not the open world game, but just that, you know, it's it's January 2019, and they're like, hey, make a Star Wars game and have it ready to go by you know, next November or December. Um, and that makes me worried that either, you know, if they try to do something ambitious, they're going to have to rush it and it's not going to be great, or it's just going to be something like real small scale and not super impressive. Um, so, you know, I don't know what we should expect from that. Obviously, like, it's super early right now. Um and, you know, this game is, like, not on anybody's radar yet. They haven't made any, any announcements about it or anything like that. So no details to go off of as far as what we can expect. But I wouldn't expect the next Knights of the Old Republic or, you know, anything like that. Um, maybe a small-scale action game. Maybe something on the level of, like, Republic Commando, um, which was kind of a short game as far as the campaign and stuff. But, I mean, that actually was a really well-received game. It was a lot of fun. So, um, I mean, that could be a good way to go. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they come up with. Um, and hopefully this whole situation works out for the best. Hopefully, you know, whatever small game they come out next year is, you know, fun to play. And then hopefully they eventually get back to uh, being able to do that open world game. Um, so, you know, again, while it's, you know, no fun to hear about just another Star Wars game getting canceled, because it seems like we've had just so many disappointments over the years. Um, at least it seems like things are working out. I don't know if I would say for the best, but, uh, you know, certainly better than they could have been in this situation. Yeah, the what we're hearing right now with the video game section is, is EA really has. It's gonna, how, am I, how am I going to put this crap the bed a lot of in a lot of ways? I, I think that they've their games aren't terrible. I, I love Battlefront 2. I play it every, almost every day. Just a little bit. And by the way, I only play Extraction exclusively, essentially now. So well, <laughs> why am that. I not surprised? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I only and it, it sucks. It's only two maps. But God, I love playing that. Those uh, anyway. Uh, one thing with EA with Battlefront, you know, they they didn't start off strong in a sense to where they had lots of content for the original game of Battlefront. It looked amazing. It played really well, I thought, but it it just didn't have enough content to get people excited about it. And then Battlefront 2 came out, and it had way more content. It had a story mode that everyone, everyone was complaining about. I think it was pretty... If I thought it was great. I loved it. But everyone freaked out about the, the monetary uh, system uh, and the all that crap. And that just blew up in their face and... You know, all the everything just kind of blew up in their face and, and it backfired. And 
it's taken a long time. I, I still think the game is great. I think it was great when it came out. I think it's great now. I think it's kind of it's slowly it's turned it's turned the corner and it's doing I think pretty decently right now. But what's what's sad is that EA just cannot get out of get of it out of its own way essentially. So. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. And an open world game, I feel like these things need to have time to develop. And I'm, I know they've already got a lot of things developed already. The problem is, is that if you want something like Red Dead Redemption 2, I imagine you need a long time. I'm not a video game person. I'm just yeah, assuming you, <laughs> you need a long time if you want to do an open world Star Wars game. And I kind to of make feel... it great because those games need to be great like Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's the thing is the problem is that. I don't want an open world Star Wars game if it's just going to be like a half cocked idea. I want it to be full blown. We worked five years on this thing. I'm willing to wait. Give me some games in between, like the Jedi Outcast or whatever the heck this new game is coming out next uh, Christmas, which I'm very excited about, by the way. Um, yeah, let's let's get let's get this stuff figured out let's let's get let's get some games that maybe aren't open world but like are fun and like will be fun to play and or a new battlefront game like let's get those out there sure but let's get this stuff right and i think the problem is is that ea just threw battlefront because it's quick and easy and i don't think that it was all their faults i think a lot of it was because the they bought the license for the license of games and they had to shove something out there right away for episode seven to collide with with the movie and they had to get it to be uh, it had to be released with it so you could sell a bunch of you know copies for it. And what's the easiest, easiest thing you can do? Well, just throw a, you know, a shoot 'em up game. That's the easiest thing to do. So I feel like they've done the easy things, but I feel they also that they didn't help themselves by not going right w- at the same time developing another Star Wars game. They, maybe they were, but they were kind of under wraps or whatever. But they should have had something out last year or. Or, yeah, this last Christmas. They should have had another Star Wars game out this last Christmas. Well, I think I think last Christmas is when the Visceral game was originally supposed to come out. Right, and, exactly. You know, right, so again, right. it's not just that they haven't been planning on stuff, but it's just that their plans have fallen through and whatnot. And, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, the overall, I think, perception is that EA has definitely not done the best that they could have with the Star Wars license. Yeah. So I just kind of feel that there's a lot of there's a lot of things that EA screwed up, but I think a lot of it is also they were they were under a lot of time pressure. Battlefront 2 was probably the biggest they had to really come out swinging and hit a home run to change people's perspectives on Battlefront and whatnot and they just they swung and missed and unfortunately for the main for like a main uh or the mainstream audience for us hardcore fans. I think we all mainly liked it because it's star Wars. It looks amazing. It, you get to play clone wars, first order, you know, original trilogy. It's, it's got everything. Uh, the problem is, is it just doesn't, it just didn't it had a really bad press with the whole, uh, loot box system and whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, I just feel like EA has really done themselves no favors and they only have themselves to blame to an extent, but yeah, I, I kind of feel they, they made some bad decisions in a lot of ways and they're paying for them. And I think they only have one They only have one chance left in my opinion before it backfires before they lose the license and it's gone, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I might sound like a bad star Wars fan for saying this, but I really didn't care when this news came out about this open world game getting canceled because once 
everything went down with visceral that game was going to be reshaped and reorganized and i i really kind of lost interest in what they had planned because i remember when that news first broke it was that they were going for a multiplayer focus only type game with that and that really didn't sit well once we were expecting this awesome single player story driven game from star wars which we haven't gotten once since ea had the license so i was really looking forward to that and once that happened and i forget like what ea executives made comments or said the things about um how they're looking forward to doing more like multiplayer is like the future of video games and this is a direction that they should be taking with a lot of their stuff and that really didn't sit well with me and i just like you know what i kind of don't have any interest in whatever this game's going to turn into and even as cool as you were talking about you know how great an open world star wars game like red dead would be that wasn't the impression i got once this news first came out about uh, visceral ending and their star wars game being turned into something different i I was always under the impression that it was just going to be like really multiplayer focused and that's when i lost interest with it so once this came out it was like really no big loss to me but once like all the descriptions coming out how it was really going to be open world it, it didn't really say either or if it would be multiplayer or single player at least i'm not remembering in this recent article about the game being canceled but regardless i really didn't have that much interest or investment in it to feel any like <laughs> sorrow about it being gone now and how i won't be able to get to play it i just really lost interest once visceral went down so kind of just have all my intention right now on jedi fallen order and just waiting to see how that looks i'm sure it's going to look amazing but hopefully it'll deliver on gameplay and just being a great star wars gaming experience that uh, we can all enjoy and won't have any controversy surrounding it i think that's the big thing that we're all hoping for where mm-hmm. as hardcore star wars fans will probably really dig it but hopefully it'll just be recognized as a great game in general won't have any controversies like battlefront 2 did and kind of have a, a win for ea <laughs> for a change because um i believe the their license agreement was only for 10 years and I think this is like a big story how out of all that time, as of right now, they just had two games released. And, of course, Fallen Order is supposed to come out this year, but, you know, anything can happen and there can be another delay. So we'll see. But it's, the time they've had the license, they've only put out not even a handful of games, which is kind of disappointing. So I just the remaining time they have left on their license, it's not that long now, just about four years. I mean, can they really put out much more after this? I mean... They said they want to have a quick turnaround time with this new project for 2020. I mean, that goes back to what you are talking about earlier. Will it just be a rush job and something that they just want to put out with the Star Wars name to get the most out of the license while they still have it before they lose it? So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I you know, wasn't going to lose any sleep over not getting this Star Wars game that's now canceled. So, I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> probably, I don't know. As a Star Wars fan, I never thought I'd feel that way about an upcoming Star Wars game, but that's kind of how it was with all how badly they handled the situation with these other projects. So uh, we'll see what the future holds for this game, for what they have next after the Fallen Order. But right now, that's the only one I'm really you know concerned about and excited to finally see, and hopefully it delivers. Yeah, I mean, I can't necessarily blame you for feeling that way because, um, I mean, like we said, like EA really has kind of dropped the ball. Um and, you know, I get that, like, especially in this day and age when you've got, like, 4K graphics and stuff like that, like, games take a long time. Um, I wasn't expecting them to, like, start cranking out Star Wars games immediately, like, as soon as they picked up the license. And I know, so I think it was, like, early 2013 when they announced um, that EA was getting, you know, the license for Star Wars games. And the first game was Battlefront that came out, you know, holiday of 2015. 
Um, and I mean, that seemed like a reasonable amount of time to put their first game out. But yeah, the fact that since then they've only put out one more and we're in 2019 now. Um, and, you know, again, I'm excited for Jedi Fallen Order 2. It's going to be fun to, you know, just play like a single player story game focused on Jedi and lightsaber combat and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you feel like now that we're getting into the later years of this contract, there ought to be like not just the fact that we've only had two games released but they there ought to be way more stuff in development you know like it would be one thing if they had only released two games so far but there were like three or four more on the horizon but mm -hmm. we've got one more coming out this year and then one that they just announced that they're going to try to rush out in the next couple of years and beyond that nothing as far as we know although they keep... i mean heck they had to bring in two other studios just to finish battlefront 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean... well and i mean i will say that was definitely for its benefit um that they had that many from... studios working on it like especially the space combat i feel like really benefited from having criterion you know handle that part of the game because they you know they've done so many just like vehicle games and racing games and stuff like that yeah um, let's see like I, I agree with you, definitely for the best. But at the same time, that could have been something where Criterion could have made like their own like flight game or like a pod racer like racing game. Something else yeah. they could have done with the license. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a it's definitely a different era of game development because I keep comparing this to what I call the golden age of Star Wars games, which was like two thousand to two thousand six. Um, or even more specifically, probably like 2002 to 2006, when you had Battlefront 1 and 2, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, uh, Lego Star Wars 1 and 2, Empire War, Republic Commando. Um, Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy, Jedi yeah, Jedi Outcast. Um, probably other ones that I'm forgetting, but uh, like Bounty Hunter, uh, yeah. the Clone Wars game that came out around the time that Episode 2 came out. Um you know, just tons of stuff. And those were all pretty good games. Like, it didn't feel like they were just rushing them, you know, rushing them out just to get them out there. Like, I mean, they weren't all classic gems, but some of them were, like the original Battlefront 2 and Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, they were all at least, you know, fun to play. Um, you know, you had stuff like Republic Commando and like Lego Star Wars and stuff that, uh, you know, fans still kind of remember fondly. Um, and, um, yeah, just, I mean, and again, I think to expect that many games being cranked out, like in that short of a time span in this day and age is just completely unrealistic. Um, because I think everybody is focused on, you know, taking more time on development and trying to crank out like the next big AAA title, the next Call of Duty, the next, you know, Grand Theft Auto, all that kind of stuff. Um, but still, like, you you can't help but wonder, like, what EA could have done differently and, like, how many how many more Star Wars games we could have had from, you know, a different studio or from EA if they had just, you know, kind of made better decisions with the license. Because um, it feels like we ought to have, like, maybe at least, you know, maybe three or four Star Wars games out by this point. Um, or at least, you know, the two Battlefront games and the Visceral game that was supposed to come out last year and then mm -hmm. uh, fall in order this year and then, you know, have a couple more in development. That would have felt a lot better. Like, I wish the whole Visceral thing hadn't fallen apart. But you're right. EA's focus on, you know, oh, it needs to be multiplayer. It needs to be open world. And, you know, just this kind of shift away from traditional uh, just single player story games is unfortunate because that's what I was really looking forward to. Um, 
But I will say the good thing is, you know, with games like Spider-Man and God of War that came out this year, it definitely proved that there's still a market for that. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, hopefully EA is paying attention and can, you know, give us a Star Wars game like that. Um, but we'll see. I am excited for Fallen Order this year. And that's something we don't really talk about much um, as far as celebration, because I, I feel like we keep harping on the fact that, like, oh, we're going to get the first episode nine trailer and the first footage of the Mandalorian and probably a new trailer for Clone Wars season seven. Um, but we're going to get most likely, uh, you know, that's when we're going to get uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order revealed, too. Um I don't know if it'll be if they'll show more at Celebration or at E3, um, but I'm sure they got to show something off at Celebration. Yeah, um, there'll probably be similar to what they did with Battlefront too. Yeah, because they kind of they showed they showed a trailer like a story mode trailer, I believe, for that. And then they showed like the concept art, and then the real like coming out party for Battlefront 2 and the multiplayer and everything was at E3. So Yeah, they always show the first gameplay footage at E3, but we'll probably at least get maybe a cinematic trailer or something like that Mm -hmm. at at Celebration. Um, So yeah, that'll be definitely something to look forward to for us uh, gaming fans. And then, so that was the bad news on the gaming front. The good news is that Battlefront 2 is alive and well. Uh, the Count Dooku update just came out uh, about a week ago. Um, and so he's in the game now. Um, and then we've got a huge update coming at the end of February where we're going to be getting Anakin Skywalker, uh, two new clone trooper skins, and the new game mode that's going to have uh, command posts and capital ships and all that kind of stuff and be kind of like, uh, you know, classic old school battlefront with the we- we've captured a command post and all that fun stuff. So, um, Really excited to get to finally play that and uh, see what that's all about. And then hopefully at some point soon we'll be getting some updates about what they have planned for the rest of the year. Because they did say that they were going to continue supporting Battlefront 2 um, in 2019 beyond just the stuff that they had announced for February. But we haven't um, gotten any more announcements about that yet. So um, hopefully sometime maybe this month before that update comes out or at least maybe around the time it comes out, um, we'll start getting some hints at what they've got planned for the rest of the year. Um, you know, maybe some more heroes and maps and stuff like that. Um, obviously, I know they're going to be focused a lot on Fallen Order this year and promoting that, but, you know, I'm hoping that they still keep coming out with some more good stuff for Battlefront 2 as well. Although I will say, like, once we get Anakin in the game and we've got, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda and Dooku and Grievous and Maul and Geonosis like you know I'm I'm happy with the amount of content that we've got in the game right now but there's still so much more that they could add like I'm still hoping for a course on space battle and I would love to see Ahsoka and Ventress added into the game as playable heroes I mean those are kind of my big things um, plus it would be cool to see some of the Rogue One stuff from the first game come back um but I will say, I like the game doesn't, it definitely doesn't feel like it's lacking for content at this point. Um, and it's nice to see kind of the turnaround that they've made since it initially came out. And obviously, you know, fixing the whole progression system and everything like we've talked about a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like you were saying earlier, Paul, like I think the game, it's had, it still had a hard time kind of shaking that negative reputation that it got right when it launched. But those of us that have stuck around, um, you know, it's it's been worth the wait for them to uh, get it right. So it's a shame that the game we have now isn't the game that launched, you know, back in 2017. But I'm having a lot of fun with it still and, you know, definitely happy with what we've got right now. 
yeah, man, I'm way behind on my Battlefront <laughs> plate. So I, it's cool that, you know, Dooku is out, Anakin's coming, but I can't get too excited about actually playing them because I know I won't have enough credits by the time <laughs> Anakin releases. But I am still looking forward to that new mode that's coming out. I think that should be a lot of fun. Like you said, harkening back to some of the old uh, Battlefront uh, gameplay modes that were a blast to play, but now getting to play them and great looking graphics is going to be really cool so more excited on that front than the new hero characters coming just the fact that i won't have enough credits to get them but still well, looking forward without they're coming hopefully the new game mode is fun enough that you'll get back on there and play with us regularly and you know play enough to save up credits to get anakin no kidding i know there's been these last few months have just been a string of great games each month that i've been playing one after another so <laughs> right now i think i'm on the last one for a while with kingdom hearts 3 so after that maybe I'll go back to playing more Battlefront because I'm not too sure what's on the horizon after that one that I'm really looking forward to that I know I'll just spend hours playing. So maybe after that. Yeah, good. Let's hope so. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, the, the roundup on the gaming stuff. And um, I think that's pretty much it for um, all the news we've got to talk about for this episode. Um, so before we wrap up with our big special announcement, um, Tim, you want to go ahead and read some listener responses and uh, talk about the Twitter poll and all that good stuff? Yeah, so today uh, Kyle actually beat me to putting up the poll <laughs> for our episode. So he put one out earlier today um, asking what, because we kind of talked about this at the end of our last episode as far as, you know, we talked about our favorite Star Wars content of 2018 and a little bit of what we're looking forward to in 2019. But we didn't hear from you guys about what you're looking forward to most in 2019. So we wanted to make sure we got uh, your input for what you're most excited about for the year of an incredible, uh, or I should say an incredible year in store for us for Star Wars in 2019. So the choices were um, Episode Nine, The Mandalorian, Clone Wars Season 7, and Jedi Fallen Order. And coming in with just zero or (laughs) I was going to say 0.2 because for some reason when I copied the results, on my uh, Microsoft Word, there's a zero in front of it, but no point. <laughs> but it just 2% got a Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that's the amount of votes that one got. Um, 15% is Clone Wars Season 7. And just edging it out for second place is The Mandalorian coming in at 17%. But Episode 9 wins by a landslide with 66% of of our listeners and Twitter followers. That being what they're list- most looking forward to in 2019. So, yeah, but we got a few responses about that as well on Twitter. First up, Ryan Bullock at uh, Reza Kai Ren says, Can't wait for all of them, especially The Mandalorian. The first live-action TV series uh, for that scale, or I should say the first live-action TV series in that scale for what it can achieve. But for me, it's episode nine. I need to see how the Skywalker ends. And then Megan at Fair Megan says, It's a tie between The Mandalorian and The Clone Wars Season 7. It's so cool to have more than one thing to be excited about. And Paul D at Paul D. Paola said, excited for everything new, but episode nine is at the top of the list. Alex D. Gesslin at Alex D. Gesslin says, episode nine, the Clone Wars, and then the 6.0 expansion for the Old Republic. And I kind of forgot about the Old Republic. I know (laughs) they were still making new expansions for that or not. Have you been keeping up with that, Kyle? I have not. I pretty much haven't played the old republic since uh the first battlefront came out so i'm way behind on that you know i guess good to know that they're still supporting it and putting out new expansions because i haven't heard anything about it for a while but they're continuing on with new 
content. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I still follow them like on social media and stuff. So I kind of keep an eye on like what they're updating and stuff. But, you know, I'm just I haven't played the game in forever, but it definitely mm -hmm. is, you know, cool to see that it's still going. Um, yeah. And I always think one of these days I'm going to log back in and kind of just, you know, see how the game has changed and maybe play around for a little bit. Um, but it's just like when you play for as long as I did and I was like so into it. And then when you stop for a while, like it's kind of hard to go back and like get back into it. And especially, you know, now that I'm, you know, married and got other stuff going on, like I don't know if I'll just have the time to devote to it like I used to. Um, but you never know. I might go check it out at some point, especially if there's like a big new expansion coming out. Um, you know, I'll have to definitely like see if they put out a new trailer for that and, uh, you know, see kind of what the new story is going to be. And maybe I'll jump back into it. We'll see. Good to know that it's still there, at least, <laughs> yeah. with new content. But then Mark at Qui-Gon Smith says, number one, The Clone Wars, number two, Mandalorian, number three, Episode Nine, and then number four, Fallen Order. Then Caleb at Clay Caleb underscore Klingon 5 said, I love Kylo too much not to be excited for Nine the most. And then he responded with the cool gif of Kylo blocking a raised blaster bolt on Taco Donna. That was such a cool shot. <laughs> and then PJ Woolman or PJ Woolman says, or at Remy's Gambit says, I'm excited for all of them, particularly Clone Wars, but episode nine is the main event. Personally, I can't wait to see how the Skywalker saga is resolved and what becomes of Rey and Kylo. And Michael at Jedi Obi Mike says, it's got to be episode nine, but Clone Wars is almost at the same level. And then Brian Bailey at Balls in Play says, episode nine, then Seeds of Mandalore, and then a huge, huge gap, The Mandalorian. I'm more excited for the Cassian series than the Mandalorian. And then Paul Stewart at Mr. Pistu says episode nine, but I'm looking forward to all of them. And Derek, Derek BB at Derek JBB says, how can you make me pick just one? <laughs> but he goes nine followed by Clone Wars season seven and then the Mandalorian. So yeah, it looks like um, episode nine is winning out as far as that being what everyone is most excited for. And it's kind of hard to say that that's surprising, but when you think about getting another season of The Clone Wars and the first live-action Star Wars TV show with The Mandalorians, I was kind of expecting the gap to be a little closer as far as the voting went and, and as far as this Mandalorian and The Clone Wars being so back behind Episode Nine. but sometimes you just can't be... Like, the other responses says the main event being a new Star Wars movie and being billed as the last of the Skywalker saga, so... Yeah, and hopefully as much as everyone is excited for episode nine, we'll be just as excited once the movie comes out and we finally see it and it's everything we're hoping for. So, But regardless, it's just great that 2019 has all this awesome stuff to look forward to. Like we've been saying time and time again now as we knew uh, what was in store for us in 2019. So yeah, just so much to be excited for, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. And the beautiful thing is we don't really have to pick just one because yeah. <laughs> we get to enjoy all of it. Um, and I mean, you know, my my stance hasn't changed since our last episode. I'm still most excited for Clone Wars, um, but I'm excited for all that stuff. And even, you know, it was kind of hard to decide what to put as a last option on the poll. Like I thought about just going with episode nine, The Mandalorian and Clone Wars, because I knew those would be like the top three. Um and then I put Jedi Fallen Order on there just because it'll be more story content and, you know, something that'll be on screen. But then also you've got, uh, you know, Celebration and uh, Galaxy's Edge that are both, you know, big Star Wars things that are coming up this year, along with, you know, all the books and comics and stuff that we were just talking about, too. So 
um, there's definitely going to be uh, a ton of awesome Star Wars stuff happening this year. Um, and I'm just glad that we get to experience all of it. And, uh, you know, we can rank it and say, you know, what's our favorite and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully we all um, just have a blast and enjoy all this awesome stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, picking what we're looking forward to most this year is hard enough. But imagine, like, when we do our 2019 year recap and decided ugh. which was our favorite. That's going to be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, everything delivers be, like we think we will. That'll be very interesting. Because So at the beginning of the year, we said, I know I was looking most looking forward to Clone Wars. Tim, you said Episode Nine, And Paul, you said The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so Mandalorian. we'll see, looking back at the end of the year, um, if those end up being our favorite you know star wars things from this year um heck who knows maybe jedi fallen order will blow all of us away and it'll be you know <laughs> the best star wars game we've ever played um well talk about an upset if that happens <laughs> or season two of resistance will just knock everything else out of the water <laughs> wow i highly doubt that but anyway but if it happens <laughs> hey that's good for us yeah <laughs> just more, more great star wars but, um yeah. Um, also, real quick, want to give a shout out to uh, Jonah Wesley, who sent us a message on Twitter um, saying, I love your podcast, guys. Been a listener for a while now. Saw you guys were uh, baseball kind of people as well. Looks oh, like we have that in common. And, but what's cool about Jonah Wesley is that he is actually a professional baseball player. He is in the Angels organization right now. What? Trying to make his nice. way to the big leagues. So, Jonah, yeah. we're rooting for you, man. And hopefully you get to... See you pitching the big leagues at Angel Stadium. That would be awesome. So yeah, yeah. dude, that would so be awesome. So definitely appreciate that shout out, man. So yeah, yeah. Best know of... that you've been a listener for a while. That's awesome. Yeah, best of luck, and uh, hopefully one day we get to see you on TV pitching in the big leagues and go, hey, that guy listens to my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, as you heard us talk about before, we all love baseball here. Though I think for Kyle and Paul this season, it might be a little rough for their teams. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> but as a Yankee fan, I'm excited about this year. Uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, Whatever. you know, if, if uh, when all else fails for my D-backs, I just go to my backup, which is the Red Sox, and then uh, we get to beat you guys in oh, the series, Tim. Um, the classic backup. Oh, my yes, other yes, teams. the classic backup of my home team, you know, the hometown where I was mm -hmm. born. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Oh man. All right. All right. Um well as always, thank you to all you guys for uh you know engaging with us on social media and sending us tweets and uh you know sending your thoughts and responses and all that stuff. It's always great to hear from you. Um yep. and before we wrap up here, so for the big announcement, <laughs> drum roll please. Um we've decided that um just uh kind of to I don't know, fill the time, I guess, this year and to have uh, a little more uh, regular content going, um, especially when, you know, there might be slow news weeks and stuff, especially before celebration. Um, we were trying to decide, like, well, should we do, you know, what other kinds of content could we do? Just, you know, have one-off discussions about certain characters or books or whatever. Um, and we came up with the idea of doing audio commentaries for the movies. Um, and so we're going to start doing these this month. Um you know, starting with episode one, and we're going to try to get all the way through episode eight by the end of this year um, to have that one out in time for uh, episode nine. Um, and, you know, we'll just be sitting down watching the movies 
um, and just talking through them. Um, you guys can, you know, hear our, our thoughts and our discussions and commentaries and stuff as we're watching a Star Wars movie in its entirety. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be really fun. Um, I know a lot of other podcasts have done that, but, um, you know, it'll be cool to put our own little spin on it and uh, see what kind of discussions we come up with. Um, we're definitely doing one through eight, and we may also do uh, Rogue One and Solo if we have time. I, I mean, I think it would be cool to do those ones, too. Yeah. Um, just so, you know, Definitely. we get the whole franchise in. But, I mean, one through eight is kind of the priority to get that yeah, done before perfect. nine. If nothing else, we can always do Rogue One and Solo next year um, yeah. if we have to. But, um, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes because I'm not exactly sure how the timing is going to work out. And um, I'm kind of banking on it being a little slow between now and Celebration as far as news and stuff. So, hopefully, we won't have too much other stuff to talk about because if we're doing – you know, big episodes every couple of weeks. It might be kind of hard to slot those in. Um, but I'm thinking at least for the next couple of months, you know, we might be just do like one regular episode and one, uh, you know, movie commentary. Um, and then after celebration, and you know, we'll, we'll see how that schedule shakes out. Cause I mean, we usually end up doing like two episodes just of celebration coverage. Um, but we'll see. It'll, it'll kind of be something that we'll, um, you know, we'll, adjust if we need to you know throughout the year and kind of see how the schedule and everything works out but we definitely want to do that put that out there for you guys and hope you enjoy it i'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun uh recording them um and we've already got our our first recording schedule session scheduled for a couple weeks from now we're actually going to try to get at least a couple of them knocked out um and then but you know we'll still release like one a month or something like that so um but maybe you know we might record them ahead of time and have some backups ready to go um so yeah, look forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think episode three will yeah. probably just be quoting the movie along with it um, <laughs> and pointing out all the prequel memes. But um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, oh yeah, no. I can't. I can't wait because I mean we've talked about Star Wars so much over the last few years of doing this podcast and playing Battlefront, but we've yet to watch the movies together. So that's true. Having, having that experience with you guys is going to be a lot of fun, and then be able to share it. To, with our listeners should be really really cool so yeah i can't wait yeah i'm looking forward to it too that should be a lot of fun so uh yeah keep an eye out for that uh coming soon um but that is gonna do it for this episode um again thank you guys so much for tuning in um as always you can find us online on twitter at star wars tsc on facebook at facebook.com slash star wars the saga continues uh, you can send us email at starwarstsc at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website at starwarstsc.com. And, of course, also be sure to check out thunderquack.com for all the other cool podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Um, and that is going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next time, and may the Force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Godspeed, Rebels!